0: Hi, this is Hubert's podcast. I'm Hubert. So welcome, everybody. I'm Hubert. Uh, This is uh, a special podcast about Filipinos in tech, Um, specifically Filipino-Americans in tech. Um, There's a lot of us in the country, a lot of Filipino-Americans, but not a lot in tech. and I'm hoping to be able to talk to a lot of Filipinos that I know um, in tech about how they got
1: into uh, the business. There's their journey
0: into where they are today um, I'm hoping a, a few more people will join us. Right now we have Keith. Keith, uh can you give us a little bit of an intro about yours yourself? Where you specifically, I want you to I'd love the, for you to answer these these questions. Sure, Whether please. you immigrated here or not, and and uh at what age, don't so tell me the year because we don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Filipinos don't age, but you know what, we don't rhyme either. So you
1: know um, I'm fine saying my age. That's, yeah, that's totally fine.
0: <laughs> so it says uh yeah, when you immigrated or not and at what age what was your um uh major your first major in in college and um let's let's start there right and yeah. of course anything all the other background about what like where you work and what you do and whatnot.
1: yeah sure, so funny because i immigrated to the u.s 19 years ago i actually graduated college exactly 20 years to the day wow (laughs) um i majored in information technology i graduated from the polytechnic university of the philippines and uh yeah been doing tech getting been getting paid doing tech for more than 22 years it's been wow. fun. It's been a fun ride.
0: Well, so you were there from the beginning, right? You was... you knew what you were doing.
1: <laughs> no, I I no, I don't know what I was doing. I went to tech. Well, I went to college without any idea of what I want to do. Oh. Uh I just wanted to hang out with my best friend, and uh, he said he wants to do IT, and I just tagged tag along for the ride, and then <laughs> here I am, still twenty years later. <laughs> 24 years later. Yeah, it's crazy.
0: Yeah. So um can you tell us uh I don't know if if there's something you want to share but um can you tell us what your role is and and what what uh if if you want to say your company you can but it's it's, it's really up to you. I'd love I'd love to, to see to have the uh, the listeners kind of where you, see where you are because you're you're one of the more successful <laughs> Filipino in in tech that I've known that I've met um in my my career, anyway. Huh.
1: Yeah, so currently, I'm the chief architect for State Tower. It's a healthcare startup base uh, in Baltimore, coming out of the Johns Hopkins Health System. Uh, we are building a patient safety safety event management platform and notification platform. Um, Built on years and years of research uh, by people from Hopkins and applying AI, real AI, mm. not just if else then AI, but actual real AI, machine learning uh, to into a problem that needs to be solved smarter. Uh, uh, you, apart, mean, you, mean,
0: you mean like human intervention AI? <laughs> yeah, yeah, right.
1: Prior to that, I've been doing fractional CTO consulting. I've been doing startup work for at least 15 years. Mm. I've been doing fractional CTO work for about 10. I've been advising startups here and there, and uh, my passion is building systems and solutions and getting entrepreneurs from zero to one.
0: Nice. Yes. Um, for, for the audience, uh, uh, this is the first time Keith and I um are speaking and have met uh, in, um, in a meeting Uh i think we've been connected on linkedin for quite a while i'll follow I love a lot of your content and so on but um this is the first time we've actually spoken so i should probably introduce myself as well um, i'm hubert i have been in engineering i'd say since or 1999 so about 24 maybe 25 years now or um I immigrated here when I was uh, seven six or seven um so my story is is that I my parents were had dual citizenship um because my my great my grandmother no my great-grandmother my grandmother was born in the philippines um i'm sorry in 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 hawaii and then moved to the philippines um, and then started a family there so we all had dual dual citizenship and when um marcos took over i think that he took that away and forced us out of the country to to and we chose obviously the us we didn't have the we were already citizens right um and when I was four, um oh, I'm sorry, when I when I was seven, we finally got here. Um and my grandfather brought brought my brother and I uh, to Ohio because that's where my all my relatives got, got jobs, right? Yeah, yeah. You know, so the way it works is that the parents come here first, they get jobs, they then they send for their kids. Mm-hmm. And Ohio just happens to be the place we they got jobs so that's that's where i grew up um but oh i i asked you how you got into tech and and you you had some influence from your 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 friends but a lot of the filipino americans that i've i've met and worked with at least really enforced like the medical field right yeah it's uh it's and you know want my my parents really wanted that doctor in the family right um so that's where i went i went to go to school to be a doctor and realized that i hated the medical field i volunteered at a er um at the the university er because one of one of the things that you're supposed to do just to show that you're that you're wanting to be in the medical field and be in and um a doctor and it was horrible absolutely too way too hard i don't know how and anybody does that job they like 12 hours at a time and there's a lot of blood <laughs> <laughs> and, and these are things that I, I just i couldn't i mean i was already deep in my major and i just couldn't like there's no way that I want. so i had to, like i was lost i didn't know what to do and i felt the pressure I mean, a lot of pressure from the family to kind of be since we immigrated here to take advantage of the education mm-hmm. system and make something out of yourself right so it was a it was a, a stressful kind of approach to growing up and finding yourself you kind of it was finding yourself the hard way where you kind of have to like get rid of those other thoughts of being a doctor and actually find the things that you want to do and do it Right.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah. I was going to say, I, I think it's very, very typical for, for Filipinos when they come here, that their relatives, the uncles, the titas. Yeah. Right. to give you guidance in what you're going to do. Uh, I remember uh, arriving here and my uncle telling me that I'm going to join the U.S. Navy. Right. <laughs> uh, because my uncle was from the U.S. Navy. And right. everybody, a lot of the people in the family that move here from the Philippines uh, are in the Navy or is doing something with defense, right? or in healthcare care right right uh, because we we when we first landed, we went to San Diego where my uncle was, and there's like a huge military base there. And my neighbor, who's like a Lolo, not <laughs> blood related, but he's like a grandpa that. Everybody in the family treats us their grandpa. He even submitted my name without my permission <laughs> mm. <laughs> to 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 meet with a navy recruiter because that's what they want you to be like. Uh, you know, uh, prior to coming to the U.S., I was already a developer, but I when you get here, what people don't realize is that you're technically starting from scratch, right? If you're an immigrant. Uh, some people get here you you know with an h1 visa meaning that they're moving here doing what they were hired to do immigrants when you move here you got to figure out who you want to become because if you don't you're going to be somebody else that you don't want to be because somebody is dreaming of what you want or, or what they want you to become Right. Same with my sisters, right? My sister, so it's my dad, me, and my sister who first came here. My mom and my two other sisters were left in the Philippines because we didn't have enough money. Right? Oh. Very, very typical Filipino story, right? You Like you said, you come in here first. It's the people who stake, uh, put the stake in the ground to figure out, hey, it, can we live here? Can we survive here? Right. And then when you have enough, you bring them over so that's pretty much us my sister graduated uh, in top 10 of her class in engineering but when she moved here she could not find a job uh, because there's no industrial engineering jobs close to san diego there are some but you know when you when you move here and you don't drive it creates even more problems because It's not like it's a New York metro where you could ride a bus or take the subway and get somewhere. Here it's not. Um, So my sister ended up working at Walmart. Topped in her class in engineering, worked at Walmart, and decided to be a nurse. Studying. Uh, I have three sisters who are nurses, and basically all of us hustled to become what we are today. there's no way, there's no way that you could be what you're intended to be by settling
0: yeah let's say that's a good point when you when you brought up uh um hustling um do you, another filipino a uh, good friend of mine marlo he he's going to try to make it but um he's got some conflicts but he said to me once um Filipinos, they have—they always have to hustle. We always got to try to be hustling, and the hustling is—is is a good thing. It's, it's perceived as a good thing to to at least the elder Filipino elders, right? Um, at least from my experience, because you're always tr- you're you're always scratching and clawing to figure out what to do next and how to make that money so that you're surviving and providing, right? Yes. Um, is that, is that a thing that Filipinos think of as a, you know, as a, a good quality and a, and a good person?
1: Or? Well, you got to remember, when you move here, you don't have anybody. Well, you yeah. have your relatives and your cousins and your uncles and your aunts, but they have their, their own life too. They're trying right. to survive. They're going to help you as far as they can, but it's up to you to take it from there. It really is. Right. and you and in order for you to have something here especially moving here in the US you're not going to get where you need to be if you're just going to settle if you're just going to be a good worker every day mm. and take paycheck and paycheck and offer offers and not and you know not ask questions about the offer i know people who don't even do counter offers because they think like oh they gave me something very generous no bro no sister you got to ask for something more than that because if you know you're worth it you better ask uh, yeah. uh, and uh i think it's a good quality to hustle uh, i know certain generation now they're like oh you know what live happily you know you you know work 20 hours <laughs> work 40 hours and get paid and go home and sleep in your couch with your cat and your dog and that's it (laughs) but being an immigrant is completely different because since you don't have people to lean on or you do have people to lean on but they have their own set of problems that is very similar to yours
0: Mm.
1: you got to figure out how to survive and the only way that you can get past uh where you are is to do more work more there's nothing wrong with being hard on yourself. Especially if you wanna be a rock star. Yeah,
0: especially.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's it, that's that's the reality. You you, you know, when it, you know, some people they're they're set for life because they have good foundations built in already. When you're an immigrant you don't. Your Correct. family don't, you know. Uh, my parents, my parents was well, my parents were both cops in the Philippines and moved here. And in order, they were retired in the Philippines, but in order for us to have something in here that's livable, they they had to work. My dad worked at Hyatt, you know, cleaning stuff up. My mom worked at Target. They were retired. They're living a good life, but in order for them to survive you got to swallow that pride yeah and do something do something every day
0: yeah i remember um uh like three decades ago where like i was still in college and um all my relatives that they're all you know a lot of them are have gone now but they were all like a small tiny house and they were they they somehow they got this hustle where they're folding hats, and putting it into boxes and sending out, and that that gets like. So they they sit around watching TV, talking, and they're constantly like folding these like <laughs> hats, uh, for for you know, like that people would just take out and put it on or something. But that, so when I would go there and visit, you know, they sit me down, give me a stack of hats to fold. <laughs> well and then after which i would you know have some uh some food and, and eat so uh, so it was all of them all the elders and and like relatives, cousins that we could sit down and be full begin having a conversation talking and take breaks and come back and and um it was uh i don't know how much money they were making but it, it's 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 hustling is like a uh it's a, a cumulatively you know it's almost it's like a uh a, a way to bring family together, and, you know what I mean. Um, it's
1: it's very typical. Like my, I remember my uncle. Uh, he opened up a care home, and his employees are his family, hmm. right? It's a family thing. I know people who do the same thing, uh, you know, running restaurants or. Doing something else outside of their day job because it's it allows them to have a little bit more than what they can get. Mm-hmm. Well, um, think, you know, there's there's nothing wrong with having you know the immigrant mentality.
0: Yeah, no, you're you're absolutely right, and I but I think um if you're a child or your kid, you know, uh it could get confusing because you're you're growing up one way and you're seeing things one way um but you're seeing things yet. for me it's really um apparent because uh i grew up in ohio right when i was there there there's not a lot of filipinos um -hmm. in fact i mean i I would be surprised to see another asian in my schools right it was all mostly white um not even a lot of like minorities there There was a lot of mostly um uh caucasian students um so it was hard to kind of really understand what the filipino culture is uh, unless we all come back together and you know, start to interact And you see you could you can see the culture when more people when more filipinos get together when you more of your your your, your uh, culture uh, come together right um it's more apparent well i'll give you an example because it's really confusing to me sometimes but because Things aren't as they are if you grow up as a Filipino in in Ohio. When when I when I went back to the Philippines in like uh, mid eighties, just um, uh, to visit, obviously, and uh, we would go to stores and I would be with my uncle who's uh, was living at the Philippines at the time. and He would be speaking to the cashier and everybody speaking to Tagalog. And the whole time, I was thinking, I was like 10. The whole time, I was thinking, oh, they must be a family of ours.
1: <laughs> yeah, everybody's a Tito or a Tito, right? Yeah, because,
0: yeah, ex- exactly. No, I mean, like guess the fact that they were speaking Tagalog made me think that they were a relative, because that's all I know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, right. yeah. It, it, it was a weird feeling to actually, uh, it was hard for me to separate strangers from, you know, relatives because they all spoke phil dagalog and 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 that just made it too like made it too like close or very you know familial to me you know yeah Um, but yeah it was it was it was very hard oh tell me what uh why did you guys move to um to the us
1: (laughs) my dad Always wanted to move to the U.S. even even when he was younger, um, because back so my my dad grew up in Bicol in Camarines Sur, uh, and then a lot of his neighbors they were joining the U.S. Navy, and he wanted to be in the U.S. Navy, mm-hmm. but so he tried two times and failed I think three times and failed um but he'd always dreamed of coming here his big brother passed eventually his big brother was able to petition him but he petitioned my dad before he was even married so the whole process took around 23 years wow. so from from petition to bringing the family when he already has kids. Uh, So that's how we got here.
0: Wow, wow! uh, I hear there's a a really huge backlog in the really slow.
1: (laughs) Yeah, there's a really huge backlog. Interesting enough, I wasn't supposed to be here because at that time my age was like past uh, 21 already. Hmm. but my uncle was smart enough he he asked friends and what he could do and somebody told him go write your congressman uh so he wrote the local congressman uh and the congressman for whatever reason wrote to the immigration office and a week later i got included in the petition nice yeah nice so, so pro tip for people who are listening: you you could, have, <laughs> you could have the congressman write the immigration office to get you included. I didn't even know that. we wow. were told that that's what they did. What um,
0: let's go come back to tech uh, for a second. Uh, some of these questions may be because maybe because I grew up in Ohio and I don't know. <laughs> Sure. Um, So, do you perceive that there's not a lot of Filipinos in tech? And why do you think there
1: isn't? I think there's a lot of Filipino in tech, but a lot of us are very quiet. Really? A lot. There's a lot of developers who are Filipino in the Bay Area, but they don't conglomerate compared to, like, you know, the the Chinese and the Indians. Mm -hmm. Uh, They don't uh which i wish we would do like i know for a fact some of my indian friends they watch each other's back Mm. you know and that's why there's like a lot of indians in google and facebook because they try to bring their friends over Mm. what
0: what, do you mean by um like being very quiet or or conversely what does it mean to be so so (laughs) a
1: few things we we I don't think there's a lot of people, a lot of Filipino devs who are out in the open, who are going to user group meetings, who are like posting stuff online. A lot of the tech developers who are Filipino are like the typical, you know what, get things done and go home kind of stuff.
0: Like worker mentality. Like
1: worker people. They're just like, uh, a lot of them that just say yes or don't reach beyond I think it's a culture thing too. Hmm. It's a culture thing because you know, growing up, we were we were told, you know what? It, it when it's this kind of person, they're better than you, right? Uh, there's that mentality. You get reminded of that. Uh, we it's the colonial mentality. I mean, hmm. dude, we got we got <laughs> colonized by Spain, America, <laughs> and Japan, and I think we're we're we are still. I'm hoping that this is uh, getting gone eventually, but there's like this complex that we try to think that, hey, you know, they're better. than And um, people are quiet because they just like getting things done and going home. They like being average. Mm-hmm. Because when, when you are more than average and you excel, you start giving up certain things. You'll be able to go to that karaoke night with with, uh, with your cousins and your friends. You, you don't have that weekend. There's like things that you give away. Um, there's a lot of Filipinos in tech. There's, there's, I've seen clubs. So for instance, I've seen uh, Filipino groups inside Netflix. I've seen Filipino groups inside Facebook. I've seen Filipino groups in Google, but there's beyond those. You don't, see, you rarely see them go out in the open
0: ah uh, i wonder what about what it is about our culture that keeps us quiet um it's it's like it's like we don't like to stir the pot we don't we don't we don't want to like mess anything up you know
1: <laughs> we don't we don't in in funny enough i've been so like this year alone i place on startups that i've advised i'd place around 12 to 15 people of developers in the Philippines working for uh, startups in the US. Mm-hmm. And a lot of the people who are not successful, or uh, not, not successful, but not excelling, are the quiet ones. The, the, yeah. the, I think, like I said earlier, there's this, this thing that we don't like conflict. We, I, and maybe it's because we don't want to talk in English. Or it's just straining to argue. Or it's just that, you know, we just want to get things done and move on.
0: That's interesting that you, you bring up speaking English. And there's a lot there's a lot here that I'd love to kind of unpack a little bit. Um like my dad doesn't like to he's a very quiet guy. He's exactly what you're describing. Um uh and he's i'm i'm obviously biased but i I consider him like the the, the most filipino person i know right sure Um, and uh you know he likes he'll eat balut you know and he like anything that's like hardcore filipino he, he he does um and he he's very shy and very um um i don't know reluctant to speak uh, unless there are unless you are Filipino, then he'll talk to you and then yeah. he, he, he feels comfortable. Um and he wasn't this way so much as he gets older, as he starts to get, you know, in his golden years and he he's like I don't know, returning to those kind of habits where he's like, I don't know if it's fear, but um it's what he knows and is comfortable with is not not speaking to anyone, unless you are Filipino, and because he he speaks he speaks more Tagalog now um, than he did in his in his 30s, 40s, and 50s, because uh, he's only speaking to Filipinos now, um, yeah. and his English is starting to kind of deteriorate. Um, and I know I read that resonates with me. Um,
1: it's it's tiring too. I yeah. think I think I think that's the reason why a lot of people don't want to chat with people in English, it's tiring, like, you know, yeah. you even if even if their English is good enough, they're worried that people don't understand them mm. or it's, a, it's that's it's another
0: a, thing is that our language is like. It's a mixture, the, the, the way our the Tagalog language has evolved in the past, you know, decades, it's you know, it was, it was, first it was like half something and half Spanish now we incorporate a lot of english words in it because a lot of the english words can make up for some of the the words that the tagalog language lacks right um so you, you see a lot of that intermixing of like uh of us uh english english language in tagalog not only that uh, i also see i also see um uh, this like ex- immense love for America. Maybe this is like an older generation, like the, the, but there's a huge, like a huge appreciation and love for America, especially in my family that, you know, they, they got us out of the war and like the culture of freedom and so on really is, is core to what they, you know, they, they really appreciate being in America, especially the one like the, my, my, the Filipinos that are my parents age is that true for your your case where you like you're being younger even even uh, uh you know millennial filipinos i would that i i can't imagine that they still have that immense love for america because it's the that, the war the war's been so far past
1: i think it's it's pretty much the same we we how do I say this? I think people like America because they see it as something better, and they see it like the, especially the people who got here. When you realize what you have before compared to what you have now, mm-hmm. you'll appreciate. At least I do. I appreciate the 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 fruits the fruits that that were given to me huh. coming here is because it's completely night and day. Um, I love this country a lot. I really do. I, I think this country is not perfect, but it's better than a lot of places. Mm-hmm. And being in a good position, you know I it's it's basically the culmination of the American dream. Mm-hmm. Right because here, if you work hard and you do your best and you figure out ways to excel, you'll have an opportunity to be better. It's harder to do that back then in the Philippines mm-hmm. the opportunities are limited here the 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 individualism in the the, the smell of freedom and the ability to like actually capitalize on your skills and abilities and build products and people wanting what you have, as long as it's something good and better, the market is larger.
0: Hmm. Um, I haven't been in the Philippines for like 35, 40 years. So it's been a really, really long time. So I can only remember what I, what I remember when i went when last month back there when i did um it was one thing that really um hit home to me was the smell like you know like, like the smell and, and certain set like taste and um they they can bring they think they, they touch your inner core of your brain and they, they can really build that like you know tickle that nostalgia that you have in there right well the smell of like the diesel engines and the bus <laughs> the buses that was like the that's it was like the that the the one thing that were told that that told me oh yeah i'm in the philippines yes i grew up here because all of this i recognize and know and i i just completely forgot about right um and uh so i but i haven't since um what I, the Philippines that I know, or at least Manila or Makati that I know, because where I kind of grew up when I was there is nowhere like what it is today, which is like a financial district. And, and like, cause I remember, I, I remember, um, when I was there, we, we were living in like this kind of house, you know, I don't know if I call it a house. Um, it had tin roof, you know, and it was like it was on stilts, sure, and all the other houses around us wasn't they weren't on stilts, but we were kind of one of the few that were on stilts, and underneath was just like mud or whatever it is under you would think'd be um but when you go on top of the roof um there's there's a, a guava tree that, that hung over the our uh, roof so we would go up there as like a family thing and pick or steal um our neighbor's guava and eat it up there right mm-hmm. and uh i remember you know there were no like railings or protection you know so my brother and i were running around on a, on a tin roof <laughs> he obviously you know finally fell off the roof but he fell into like a, a pile of trash right so it so it broke his fall we we all ran down there he checked you know to see if he was okay uh, he's like they're playing in the trash and laughing right that's the philippines that i remember and know and i there, there's got to be obviously it's going to be a it's, it's hugely different now than um it, there's technology there's their businesses like how, how how much has the the philippines evolved in the, the past like 20 30 years in your
1: mind I, I think it's way 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 better than what you remember <laughs> um although metro manila is really packed right now uh the place that i grew up in i remember um i, I still remember when the first telephone came in in that area I, mm-hmm. I remember when they started uh, paving the roads i still remember when cable was introduced uh, ah. but, you know like those that there's now like i came back a year ago oh, no. a year ago yeah a year ago i was in the philippines a year ago uh, we try to go back every, at least every two years um the area that I used to live in, you know, back in the day, it used to be a military base and, you know, that whole area now is, uh, has really, really big buildings, BGC, Uh, so many buildings of the places where I used to hide, you know, in the tall grasses and run on the golf course and uh, go into like the military base and get a haircut. Uh, That place is all gone with new technology, new buildings. A lot of people, still a lot of people. Um, You know, I think pollution is still a problem, but not as much. Uh, But I still love that place. I Mm. I go back someday. I'm going to retire and go back to the Philippines. That's my goal.
0: Oh yeah, Um, I, I believe some of my relatives have are saving plots of land or like actually have a house there to retire to but um being a Filipino in the in the East Coast is just a lot harder to get to, you know, when you're in the west coast of America, right? That, that's just too far. I don't know that my parents could actually you know, you know, go through that flight eighteen hour flight. I don't know whatever <laughs> it is from now. It's it's just it's just too far. Um and I do kind of regret. I think that's I make like that's a huge factor in why I haven't gone back because it's just too far from the East Coast. Um, And kind of wish I did live in the West Coast more. I probably would have visited the Philippines a lot more. Yeah,
1: yeah. Yeah, we try to go back every two years because we want our kids to embrace the culture. We mm -hmm. want our kids to 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 see. Where we live how life is uh back home uh and you know for them to understand you know that they're very very fortunate about what they have here
0: um right oh that's always like the 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 immigrant the immigrant uh mentality as you said where it's to, to go back and see where you came from so that you can appreciate where you are now right absolutely. And, 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 and take advantage of what the things you have that you won't you wouldn't have gotten if you would have and stayed. not
1: and not forget to help the next person
0: down. exactly which we don't we, we we i've i've seen that uh you know we often forget um to pull each other up as we as we as we move up what um uh I wanted to get back to like Filipinos being quiet because um, because I have a hard time finding them because they're obviously not vocal and they're but i'm not i'm apparently not in the uh, the arenas or the channels that they're they are they are vocal um it's, it's kind of a, it's, it's hard for me to find where it even took me kind of a long time to figure out where the filipino um restaurants were in new york city when i lived there like where are there There's got to be some you know i guess i realized because we're not vocal again um and nowadays especially in tech you got to be vocal you have to be, uh, you have to get your stuff out there so that people can see it and that you're not afraid to let people see it and be critiqued on it so that you can improve, that iterate yourself into those, um, the content building, which is one of the reasons why I do some of this content. Um, I actually like doing this more than being a developer now. Um, I, I I write books and uh, I create demos. I teach basically how, how to use technology to people that are interested in it, right? Um, what are some of the ways you think Filipinos can kind of break that cycle and be more vocal? how How could they, how could they, you know, improve and put them in the better uh, spot so that they they can be seen by people like me?
1: <laughs> yeah. So, like something interesting. Back in two thousand and five, I started. Uh, a developer, a Filipino developer community called debpinoy.org. Oh, nice. Uh, uh, I ran that until I think 2013, 2014. Um, And that's how I started getting to know people. Uh, Believe it or not, I was very, well, not very shy. I wasn't shy when I was in the Philippines, but when I got here, I needed to learn how to talk to people. Mm. Um, My first interview, (laughs) I still laugh because it was just horrible. So uh, my first interview in the US, I I flunked because I couldn't talk. I passed the the written exam, writing code in a piece of paper. Can you believe that that's like years ago? when they interview you, they actually ask you to write code in a piece of paper and do, you know and then do a technical questionnaire. Um, but I, I answered all the questions properly, correctly on the piece of paper. But then when the interviewer came, he entered a room, and I was just like shocked. I couldn't talk properly. After that, I realized that I needed to talk. So the reason why I was saying about thepinoy.org is that I started writing content. I started writing blogs. Mm. And just it was my way of expressing myself beyond uh, what I know because I needed to learn how to talk. I needed to learn how to express my ideas. And the first way to do that is using writing. Yes. if I can't talk to somebody yet, Maybe I could convey my message by writing it first. Right. I I, I think that's one avenue. So um, you know, I start writing articles, writing content. I think that's that's one of the things that people need to do. Be able to, if you if you're scared to talk, at least be good at writing something so that you could convey your message. And uh, I know people who you know do Toastmasters, right? To like oh, so that they can learn how to talk in public um sometimes just joining little groups here and there doesn't even need to be tech could be your church mm. it could be somebody's bible study it could be you know your kid's soccer it could be you know your kid's basketball group uh, going volunteering in school like learning how to communicate um in tech if you just want to focus in tech then go to like you know user groups Find Discord channels, Slack, LinkedIn would be a good place. Mm-hmm. YouTube, creating YouTube content would be a good way to actually learn how to communicate with people. And it doesn't need to be perfect, it just needs to be something that you could start with so that you could grow and become better at it. Mm.
0: It's that, yeah, I think there's a fear into that, right? And I think, um, not sure how to negate that fear, but I think you have to just think of it as like a learning experience. This okay. is what I think now and then invite people to critique you and then um and then refine that idea so that it's more it, it, so it's iterative as i as i said it's um you start to learn how to put yourself out there without without fear right okay. um. It's because you know your stuff. So if you know your stuff, you should get it out there um, for people yeah. to see.
1: And if you know your stuff, you'll know how to explain that stuff. Exactly. Uh, a, a lot of people don't talk because they're scared to explain their idea. Not because they don't know how to explain it, but they're scared to get it the questions about it Hmm. right it's like oh am i expert enough to talk about this you know yeah that's one way of learning if you know your stuff is to force yourself to understand what you're trying to communicate
0: Hmm. and it's okay
1: and it's it's okay to be wrong as long as you're not as long as you're willing to be corrected and talking to people in front of people is hard but you, you got to figure out a way to get past that hard thing
0: yeah um i i like i like it when companies you know they have like opportunities to present you know and it's cuz mm-hmm. cuz it's just internal to the company and you're just teaching others what you know telling people what it is you do and how you're doing it those like it doesn't have to be some like you know There doesn't need there doesn't need to be an epiphany at the end of your conversation. It's just a way for you to like you know oh uh, this is this is my role in in the company. Um, um, I interface with these groups, Mm -hmm. and do you know by the way do you know this thing right here that I contribute to the thing that you know whatever this company provides to consumers right? Um, I think that's a great idea to help. Help introverts really open up, because I think I think Filipinos are um, they tend to be introverted in their in life. Um, I think
1: I think it's very very situational. Mm. A lot of us are not really introverts. We just decide not to, uh, because it's the very same people who are scared to talk to other people who are very loud during karaoke. right (laughs) the guys that are very loud during family gatherings it's just that Hmm. we choose when we want to be loud
0: Ah, oh i see i mean i i i I believe that i think i think there there are situations as you said where we feel comfortable expressing ourselves
1: yeah you Um, feel
0: safe yeah you feel safe exactly um and i think i think filipinos still have a hard time honestly around unfamiliar people to be able to do, to, to, to do that. Of course, anybody would, um, but, uh, I, I think, I think we need to learn how to just get over it you know? <laughs> and, and, uh, and, and do those things and, 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 uh, fail fast and learn fast. Right. Um, absolutely what, um. So so there's a lot of filipino nurses and that's like almost becoming a stereotype if it's not already right sure um and there are and when you go to like you know las vegas or you go on a cruise there's a lot of filipinos um do you think there is a stereotype excuse me of filipinos being servants and do you think that contributes to their shyness or, or um, you know, fear speaking or quiet tendencies in, in, in other situations?
1: I think we as Filipinos have a tendency to say yes. Mm. And we try to please people who are above us, not because they're our masters, but because we just want to do a good job and be seen as somebody who does a good job. I don't think... I think Filipinos have really, really good teachers and really, really good nurses. Mm -hmm. Those are like the people that are coming out from the Philippines, moving to a different country. Those are like one of our top exports right now, uh, Mm talent-wise. I think and in terms of nurses, the reason why a lot of people see a lot, of, a lot of Filipino nurses is because, one, I think we love caring about people. We are very, very compassionate, and we're very, very empathetic. And, you know, we love taking, not, not just taking care of people, but taking care of people allows us to take care of ourselves. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's a good job. It's, it's a job that people should be proud of um is it a stereotype i don't like the word stereotype but i think there's a lot of people who are if you're not at least so if you're if you come to the u.s it's funny um in california here in my area where i live there's like a lot of filipino nurses Mm. and when they see me they ask me oh you're probably a nurse like no dude i'm i'm in tech. uh is it a stereotype Maybe just because there's a lot of people, Filipinos now that are doing it. Mm-hmm. And I think it's a good thing. We, we're known for caring for people. Like I said, I have three sisters and all of them are nurses.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I have um, I have a lot of nurse cousins and, and aunts and uncles. Uh, so it's, uh, it's a hard job.
1: It's and, a hard job
0: uh long hours um and myself i hate blood i hate the sight of it It gives me makes me dizzy (laughs) Mm -hmm. um
1: dude, my my sister her first job doing part-time as a nurse the first day basically she replaced so she has a friend who can't work that day so she her friend called her her first day she took care of somebody for like two hours and the guy died. Oh my God. On her first day, not, not because she caused him to die, but the guy was like about to die. And just imagine the fear, just imagine the feeling that on their first day in the job, the person that you're watching over, you need to call Mm -hmm. 911 because he can't breathe anymore. That is a hard job yeah
0: um another question i kind of uh, again coming from a a seven-year-old filipino growing up in ohio um this could be just my family but (laughs) um the the uh i'll I'll start it off with the the story so um one of the my dad got here and he had like some of his like cousins and brothers come over as well um to ohio they they went to this um this uh like little reservoir um to go fishing you know uh because that's what they did in the philippines so they're gonna go fishing here as well Mm -hmm. but um but the way they were fishing is is not the kind of fishing that they do here Right. they they grabbed the net one guy stood at one end, the other guy stood at the other and they held it there and caught a lot of fish and brought it back into into uh, uh, the side of the river and uh and they took that took that home it was a lot of fish right um and later they found out when they were doing it again that this was what they were doing was illegal mm-hmm. and um so that That happens a lot like where where they do things are that where there was fine in the Philippines and they start doing it here and it's illegal. Um, I started to think like my my family were like, especially the 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 male members of my family were all like kind of thugs right. (laughs) Um, Filipino thugs that that like they came here, they didn't know any better and they're just doing what they want to do get ahead again that that uh that hustle mentality right get ahead and do the things that you need to do in order to to provide um is that just me or is that
1: i think it's it's not you or your family it's just people not knowing that it's right or it's wrong because Mm -hmm. nobody told them that
0: Uh, but there's like this this like I don't know, I Want to call it a stereotype, but I, they, the especially male Filipinos, especially the ones in, in Ohio that I know of, they start to be seen as like bit thugs and they they're in gangs and and they, they mm. fight a lot. I I had to when I was growing up, I had to fight a lot. I always I was going always getting into fights, and I couldn't understand why, maybe maybe because I was different or or, or, or whatever. Um, but I, 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 there was a lot of racism, and I guess ignored it all. But you could, it was hard to avoid. um yeah. Yeah. And and you probably experienced that a lot less in in, in California. Well, you know, only having been been here for about twenty over twenty years, it's it's something that I still think about. You know, growing up in such an isolated place, not. Like losing touch of my my like uh, identity as a Filipino a little bit, um, and I, I'm I'm more of like a, if you look at my complexion as a Filipino, I have very pale complexion as a, a Filipino. It's like it's, it's I almost it's it's almost like a reminder to me every you know every day that I'm not as Filipino as most P- Filipinos out there, especially my my family um and in fact you know having really having really uh um uh, elders filipino elders that are are still deep into the culture of, of the philippines you know, see me as more of like a a white guy and a filipino you know what i mean um it's it's still it still bothers me a little bit because i don't i didn't grow up in the philippines like like they all did now um and i was i wanted to ask that question of the other people that were like either immigrated here at a young age or were born here is if did it is that the sense of my filipino identity is 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 that being lost Just just you being here for about 20 years do you feel that some of your identity being lost
1: um not really uh i think it really depends on the environment right Mm -hmm. so for instance my kids I always remind them that they're Filipino.
0: Mm. Good, right? but,
1: <laughs> you know we we try to talk to them in Tagalog. We bring them to the Philippines. We go eat Filipino food. Um, we don't watch TV at home, uh, but, but if we do, I'd probably have them watch, you know, Filipino TV. But then, you know, we yeah. really don't. But I try to remind them who they are, their identity, so that they don't forget that. Um, the neighborhood that we're in right now, there's not a lot of those mm. uh, tugs. Um, <laughs> I think it's the environment that I want. Like, that's, that's one of the reasons why I move here in this part of California is that you, you want to raise your family. I have five kids. You want to raise your family in an area where, you know, that that they're safer in that they have a good environment that they could grow into with good families and friends that they could be with that could influence them. Mm -hmm. Um, But going back to what you're saying, I I think if you, some people, they they make bad decisions because they don't know or nobody told them that it's bad Mm -hmm. or some people, they know it's bad, but they do it uh, still, even if it's bad because it's the easy way to do it. Right, or they know it's bad, and somebody uh, already told them that it's bad. They know they're gonna get caught because it's bad, but they like the risk of doing it bad because (laughs) it's okay to it's to them. They'd rather ask for forgiveness than not do anything. Cool, cool.
0: Well, um. We've been talking for an hour if you didn't realize that keith um i, I want to be respectful of your time um i'd love to do this again maybe you know in a couple months and uh just keep uh, just keep keep in touch in general right um if, you know i'd love to talk to you more and about technology and about being filipino um
1: yeah Absolutely. You yeah. could you could invite me anytime. This is this is this has been an awesome time and I, I look forward to doing it again. Cool.